Hello and thanks for joining us from our studios in Tel Aviv. Coming up in today's newscast, Israel scrambles to secure its airspace after a plane is hijacked. ILTV has an exclusive interview with an IDF veteran that's changing the world and will reveal the Israeli technology that'll make sure you never have to get off your couch. I'm Natasha Kirchuk here with the latest news in Israel. One man's undying love for his estranged wife led to a major terror scare today. An Egyptian plane heading from Alexandria to Cairo was hijacked and taken to Cyprus, leading Israel to scramble to secure its own airspace as quickly as possible. Reports are now saying that a passenger hijacked the Egypt air flight and threatened to blow himself up, before forcing the plane to fly out of Egypt and land in Cyprus's Larnaca airport. The hijacker has now been identified as 27-year-old Egyptian Ibrahim Samaha. While his motives for hijacking the plane were not immediately made clear, security officials have ruled that the case is not terror, and reports claim that Samaha may be seeking a reunion with his estranged wife who lives in Cyprus. He's also reportedly seeking political asylum. The hijacking has sent Israel into a panic, and the IDF has scrambled to secure the country's airspace in the aftermath of the incident. IDF planes have been called up to ensure that Israeli airspace is not breached, but now that the plane has landed in Cyprus, they've returned to their bases. There were 81 people on board the plane, and Egypt Air says a hijacker initially allowed all but four passengers and the crew to disembark. Now the Cyprus Foreign Ministry claims Samaha has been arrested, and all the passengers have been released. Last night, Israel officially issued a travel warning urging all Israelis to stay out of Turkey. Now it looks like the Turkish officials are saying there could be an imminent attack against a Jewish school in Istanbul. The officials say the Islamic State is actively plotting to attack Jewish kindergarten schools and youth centers in Istanbul. In recent days, Turkey and Israel have both warned of increased danger for Jews and Israelis. But now it's become a concrete threat. Ben şunun altını burada çizmek isterim. Terör elbette küresel bir sorun. Nerede, ne zaman saldıracağı önceden kestirilemeyen bir bela. Ki bunun dediğim gibi işte Lahor'dan Brüksel'e kadar dünyanın her yerinde örneklerini görebiliyoruz. Burada teröristleri sevindirecek tarzda hayatı adeta askıya alan, kilitleyen tavırlardan tabii ki kaçınmak gerekir. Bu bütün ülkeler için geçerli. The community center in the Beoglu neighborhood of Istanbul was specifically warned that it's in danger, and security sources say the attack could happen at any moment. Yet the Turkish government says it's doing everything it can to prevent any more terrorism. Elbette teröre karşı her tür tedbir en ince ayrıntısına kadar alınmakta. Ki bildiğiniz gibi bizim de ülkemizde işte bu terör tehdidiyle biz mücadele ediyoruz. Geçtiğimiz haftalar içerisinde Milli İstihbarat Teşkilatımız ve İçişleri Bakanlığımızın yürüttüğü Mücadele neticesinde bildiğiniz gibi birçok terör eylemcisi hazırlık halindeyken de yakalandı. İntihar saldırıcıları yakalandı, bomba düzenekli araçlar yakalandı. Yani bu konuda kapsamlı güvenlik tedbirleri de zaten devam ediyor. As we reported last night, Israel has officially published a travel warning urging all Israelis to avoid traveling to Turkey and is saying all Israelis currently in Turkey should come home as soon as possible. The Israeli government claims there's a level 2 terror threat for Israelis in Turkey, meaning there's a high concrete threat. The warning comes just nine days after three Israelis were killed in a bombing in Istanbul. 
Several Jews were injured in last week's tragic terror attacks in Belgium. And now one of them says he's ready to make his new home in the Holy Land. A Belgian Jew whose leg was blown off in last week's attack at the Brussels airport says he's moving to Israel. Walter Benjamin was a victim in the attacks that killed 35 and injured hundreds. He was actually on his way to Israel at the time of the attack, and he says he was planning to spend Pulim with his daughter. Well, it looks like that trip is turning into a move, and Benjamin says he's planning on making Aliyah as soon as he recovers from his injury. He says he wants to look for a small apartment in Israel so he can be near to his daughter before she enlists in the IDF. Benjamin was walking through the Brussels airport to check in for his flight when two explosions blew off part of his leg. He says a Belgian soldier helped stop the bleeding and evacuate him to the hospital, but that at the time he thought he was going to die. In fact, Benjamin says he saw a dead person lying next to him, but that his large suitcase helped shield him from some of the shrapnel. Now that he's on his way to recovery, it looks like Benjamin will soon be on his way to the Holy Land. After two or three years in the army, it's not surprising that most young Israelis want to get out of Israel and travel the world. Every year, around 400,000 Israelis travel to developing countries as part of their post-army trip. And typically, they're just trying to have some fun before they have to go back to real life in Israel. Now it looks like that's changing as one Israeli organization embarks on a mission to make their vacations more meaningful. Sivan Keller joins us from Fighters for Life with more. Thanks for coming in. Hi, thank you for having me. So what is Fighters for Life? Tell us about this organization. It's a volunteering program. Uh, Fighters for Life uh, actually gives the opportunity for uh, soldiers who actually got out of the army and want to volunteer abroad. Um, now, as you said, really people uh, in the army want to go out, do the big trip, and inside the big trip they would like also to volunteer. So actually, uh, Fighters for Life gives the opportunity for that. How was this organization created? Tell us a story. Okay, um, well, it was created by uh, three officers from uh, a special unit called uh, uh, Unit of Dvdevan. Uh, um, now, it was all created by this uh, officer who went to his big trip after the army with his own wife. And he wanted to go on a Friday night dinner in the Chabad house. He came to the Chabad house and he saw there 1,500 Israelis uh, that were sitting there. So just to explain this for our viewers also, yes. there are a lot of uh, Chabad houses in different locations that Israelis trav travel to, you know, exactly. uh, after the army. Yes. Right? So this is like a, a center where you see a lot of Israelis going to have Friday dinner. Yes. Okay, and this continue. small island, like across the, the world, uh, you have there 1,500 Israelis. So after this evening, he went back and spoke to his wife and he said, listen, it's an amazing thing. Uh, so many Israelis, and it's a great source uh, to take them and to go and volunteer. Uh, he came back to the country, to Israel, and he wrote down 300 names. Now, it was all the people he have ever known in entire life, and he started to erase. He raced until he got to two people. These two people um, got into the program and they started together. Um, and they decided, decided that on 2014, September 2014, they would uh, do the first delegation to India. Wow, so it's interesting because these are soldiers who travel to developing countries anyhow, and now they're exactly. coming together to do volunteer work. So how did you get involved? What's, what's your story? How are you related to this? So uh, first of all, I started, um, I worked in a first aid uh, company, and they needed people that have 
all kind of professions, like things that they can really uh, come and contribute in this delegation. So uh, I, I was there uh, in charge in the hygiene, in first aid, um, and we really instructed these people, these kids. Um, so we came, me and some other 15 other volunteers, uh, each one in his own field. There was self-defense, there was art, there was hygiene, there was first aid, like I said. Um, and we came and we also uh, renewed the, the building, the entire building. So that was really, that was amazing. And afterwards, I just continued being with, uh, in touch with this same organization. It's amazing. What kind of volunteer work does the organization do? Is there anything specific? Or I, I understand that you built a, a, a house here, right? Or we, we, no, we went there and we actually uh, renewed the, the building. Okay, we, so reconstructed. Yeah, yeah reconstructed the, the building and um, we instructed the children there. Um, it was amazing. It, perhaps, it, yeah, I know it was only two weeks, but the influence that you had on these children was just enormous, really. What countries are you doing this work in? So in two weeks, there is uh, another delegation to Ethiopia. Um, so that will be very, very nice. Um, the, the main purpose is to go uh, each year to the same place. I would like to say that this year we're going again, we're doing another delegation to India. It will be the third time we're going to go uh, and uh, be in the same place with the same children. So it's some kind of a process that we're trying to do with the same children. Interesting. So you're yes. trying to maintain these relationships. Yes. What are the plans for the future? Where is the organization headed? How are you hoping to expand? So uh, we're hoping to expand to more continents. We are already in uh, uh, three different continents. We are also we are in the countries of India, uh, South America, Ethiopia. Uh, and we're really thinking of also going to Mexico in the future. And we, are really, want, we really want to expand. Uh, we would like people to come inside our website. It's ffl.org. Il to come and contribute or uh, donate uh, to this amazing organization. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming in, and, and it sounds amazing thank the you. work that you guys are doing. So congratulations. Thank you so much. If you want to give to charity, but you just can't seem to find a cause you're passionate about, an Israeli startup may have a solution for you. The app Pocket Cause not only helps you keep up with the causes you care about, it also is completely reshaping the charity biz. We live in a digital era and businesses have been forced to adjust accordingly. While most companies have figured out they have to invest in the online world to get their brand out there, it looks like nonprofit businesses haven't gotten the memo. American nonprofits have lost out on over $6.5 billion in donations from potential givers because they weren't making a proper digital connection. Luckily, these really startup pocket causes here to the rescue. Pocket Cause lets its users select all the nonprofits they care most about and then provides a daily feed of updates from all of their favorite social causes. Organizations can request donations through the app, but most of the time they don't even have to because users are incentivized to donate on their own by games and rewards on the mobile platform. All they have to do is add their payment information into the app and each donation can be made with a tap of a finger. Many small nonprofits can't afford to process either checks or credit card payments because of the big fees, but Pocket Cause charges much less. So far, around 200 Israeli nonprofits have signed up for the app's beta test, and now Pocket Cause has just introduced itself to the United States. Have you ever watched a fast food commercial and wished you could just order a meal right off your screen without having to get off of your couch? Well, that might become a literal option as two Israeli companies combine technology to let users order Coca-Cola straight off the TV. 
Last week, Coca-Cola collaborated with the Israeli taxi service app GetTaxi and the Israeli startup Dovi to try out a special experiment to get a television ad to communicate with smartphones. During a broadcast on Israel's Channel 2 News, viewers who had downloaded a special app saw their smartphones light up when Coca-Cola played a special jingle during its commercial. The jingle gave off an ultrasound signal that triggered users' phones and opened the app, giving viewers an option to order a six-pack of Coca-Cola. If they chose to order, it was forwarded to the Get Taxi app and a driver picked up the Coke for them and delivered it within an hour. If this sounds like science fiction, it turns out this new method of using ultrasound tech from Dovi with Get Taxi's service could become a normal method of ordering products. So what exactly is it that Dovi does? Its magical technology uses ultrasonic sounds to enable payments at cash registers, gas pumps, and more. Ultrasonic sounds are out of the range of human ears, but they can be picked up by other creatures like dogs and bats, and now certain technological devices. If you're already thinking that your credit card information could get lost in this new technology, Dovi has it covered. The company says the technology doesn't transfer sensitive information, and it doesn't save sensitive information on the user's phone. Instead, it sends a token that's used one time and then expires. Coca-Cola, GetTaxi, and Dovi say they're all excited about how successful the experience was, and they think it could be the future of same-day ordering. And the best part is the service uses taxis, TV ads, and ultrasound tech, meaning there's no need for big investments in new equipment. And now for our Hebrew word of the day. You know what it's like when you're just so proud of someone you feel like you don't have enough words to explain it? Well, now you can resort to the Hebrew phrase kapara to express your love, which is one of the most popular pet names in Israel. Kapara basically translates to darling, but its literal meaning is my atonement to you. The word refers to an old ritual carried out during Yom Kippur when Jews atone for their sins. Nowadays, Israelis like to use it to express how much they appreciate one another. It's kind of like saying, I love you so much, I'm willing to take all of your crap. Or I guess, atone for your sins. If you do a favor for your Israeli friend and he tells you, Kapala Alecha, he's basically saying you're the best. Now, don't get freaked out if your Israeli taxi driver uses Kapala to address you. He's probably not trying to proclaim his love for you. Kapala is such a popular term of affection in Israel, it's almost been rendered meaningless. In Israel, you can be a kapala to your grocer, your neighbor, or your boyfriend. So take it with a grain of salt. After all, it doesn't hurt to be appreciated everywhere you go. Let's go ahead and take a look at the weather forecast. Wednesday is expected to be partly cloudy with a high of 67 degrees. The sun should come out on Thursday with a high of 71. So get your sunglasses ready. All right, everybody, that's it for today's news. Today's exchange rate is 3.82 shekels to the American dollar. Remember to sign up for our daily newsletter at ILTV.TV, and don't forget to check out our evening update every night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you tonight.